Franco show. I have a murderer in my apartment right now. He's got he's got at least ten bodies. The government is really looking for him, but he's doing a great job hiding. What's up? What's up? Vipat. How do you say your last name? Uh, last name's Kilmani Vong. Shit, dude. For sure, that's weird. It's kind of sexy. Thanks, man. That's actually what it means. No homo. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it means. It means sexy. Sexy man, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Vipod, he is from, he hails from Lexington, Nebraska. Shout out to the homies. 308. Um, fights at Carney Combat. And he is currently in the process of going pro. Yes, sir. In the process, right? <laughs> yep, yep. I'll be going pro uh, next month. That'll, that'll be my first pro fight up in uh, North Platte. So if you guys are around the area, come down and support. Bro, nobody could fuck with you in North Platte. I hope not. Shit. Bro, there's some pussies. There's some pussies? There's pussy or there's some pussies? Oh, there's definitely no pussy in North Platte, but there's pussies. Definitely. All right, I right, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks, man. I'm really grateful that you invited me on here. I'm fucking excited. Yeah. It's a trip. Ah, oh, dude, it's chilling. You know, anytime I can have somebody with bodies in this place, I try. I had Dante on. I had Dakota on. Okay. They both they both said, man, we have nothing on Vipod, bro. Bullshit. <laughs> Those guys are fucking animals, bro. You're fucking lying right now. I can tell you. We never lie on the Ugly Franco show. Right, people? And maybe. We maybe stretch the truth. So, Fuck. Graduated 2013, Lexington, Nebraska. Yep. You come to you come to UNK. You go to CCC or what? Uh, I came down to CCC and did some classes. Yep. 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 I did that for a little bit, working full time and training and doing that shit. Yeah. That shit was wild. School and fighting. How did that go? It was tough, dude. That was like when I first started. I thought I was uh. It's it's hard to kind of try to tie everything together and work full time. It's like you could only give so much, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was tough. What were you studying at the time? I was just doing my gen gen eds. Yeah. I wasn't studying anything major. I, I 
Honestly, man, I never thought I'd be going to school. I just did it because everyone said I was supposed to. Right, yeah. Yeah. For real. That's kind of how it goes, huh? Yeah, definitely. That's kind of that's kind of what I did. I I did not think that I was going to go to school mm-hmm. at all after high school. I thought I was just going to go get some job, you yeah. know, just live. Mm-hmm. And then Pete, once it started kind of like getting closer to graduation time, my counselors were kind of like, Hey man, you know you should try to go somewhere. You should do something. You constantly, know? just constant. That's that's a question that you heard as soon as you went into high school. It's it's like, yeah. uh, what are you gonna do for the rest of your life? It's like, dude, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing this afternoon. <laughs> let let alone for the rest of my life, right? Fuck, dog, for real. Like, God, yeah, no. And I don't think there should be that much pressure on 16, 17, 18 year old kids to fucking do the rest of their life because how many thirty year 30 year olds do you know yep. that really don't even have shit together who, who was it colonel sanders didn't even fucking take off until he was like what 60 or 70 really yeah dead ass yeah dead ass oh damn yeah and what that. about walt disney didn't he didn't take yeah, off he until was he was late. old as fuck yeah yeah he was late yeah the dr the, seuss too yep the pressure to become successful and have it all together is heavy at a young age it's it's ridiculous yeah. it puts a lot of strain on people at a young age and i think it really fucks up their mentality on what life should be like that's why i don't know man that's why i do what what i do just because i fucking hate that yeah that idea should be yeah it needs to be yeah what's the norm right dude as far as i could tell nothing is normal having shit not figured out should be more normal than working 50 years at some place yeah it's it's definitely more exciting too right yeah dude like all right so let me ask you if you can know exactly where you're gonna be in the next five years would you want to know fuck no that's just no that's no, terrible yeah, right no. and then you're not gonna enjoy the process of getting there might as well take it day by day and just like give it everything you have and just love the moment be in the moment be present because if not uh, what the fuck's the whole point of being here exactly boom Man, this guy's got bodies and some wisdom. Shit, bro. We might have the most educated person on the Ugly Franco show to this day. Right here. So when did you kind of know that you wanted to start fighting? You mentioned earlier before we got into this, you, you, you really like skating. Yeah, so when I was really young, I used to skate. I thought I was going to be a professional at that. And pretty much any stupid hobby I would take up, I, I just wanted to be one of the best or if not up there at least and i don't know when i came down here and i heard about uh mma i just i I thought i thought why not right and just throughout my childhood every time i would do something i would always just kind of stray away from the the crowd i never liked being normal and and accepted i would just always try to do something that was weird and be good at it so skateboarding biking i even did parkour for a while (laughs) fucking crazy right that's so fucking weird (laughs) what would you jump off of you just like climb a roof and just fucking yeah fuck yeah we used to go downtown and uh like get on top of the buildings and we would jump from building to building like downtown yeah dude it was wild we should have Bro, we're long lost brothers. I feel like it. I've climbed the water towers in Lexington. Yeah. I've climbed the grain elevators. Yes, exactly. Bro, I love that The shit. grain ele- elevator right by the bridge on uh, Adam Street, right? Yeah, dude. Dude, what the? <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's dude, a small world. Dude, me and Eddie Morales would go up there. We got pictures on my Instagram. 
Uh-huh. Uh, one time I went up there and took a bunch of fruit and then called my, my boy Pino. You know, Pino Vasquez. I think he, his parents have Vasquez Market. Oh, yeah, okay. Unless I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. And I called him. I was like, yo, come to the come to the fucking uh, the, the grain elevator. Yeah. And then I just started throwing grapefruit at him from the top. <laughs> Not trying to hit him. Just like to fucking just tossing it. it off. Yeah, just fucking dumb shit. You you know that uh, bridge that kind of like twirls and yeah. then crosses. Yeah. We used to play uh, tag on that shit like, and we would climb on the outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I was on top of that thing one time, and Eric Carverubius was smoking a blunt on his porch. And he goes, "Hey, Josh," and it's, I'm just like, "The fuck, dude?" And he's just over there at his house, like. What are you doing, bro? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I'm just living it out, bro. Just climbing shit, you know. <laughs> Can't imagine doing that nowadays, right? It's, everybody's too soft. Too soft, bro. So soft. Fucking pussies. Fucking foreskin soft. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get any softer than that. It really doesn't, bro. Fuck. I think out of all the women in the world, though, they, they don't want it. They don't want your, they want you circumcised. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. They want you circumcised. Yeah, man, it's a little too late for that. Oh, okay. But thanks for sharing that information. <laughs> I'm not speaking from my experience because I don't have any, but women. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, Well, you're the one who gets pussy. Oh, I don't. I'm, you, they I'm, don't. You obviously, I it doesn't don't, matter. I don't get anything. <laughs> I just Lies. go home and I just sit in my bed and read poetry. That's my shit. <laughs> oh shit! You do you do that for real? Yeah, read sometimes I read poetry. Do you write poetry? Do you write any? I'm thinking about it. Right now, I'm just reading it uh, because they're like shorter than actual books. And if yeah. I get it, my problem is, it's like if I start something, I can't finish it. Right? Okay. So if I start something, uh, I will fucking do it until it's way past time. Like bedtime, right? Okay. So when I watched, uh, you ever watched Clash of the, No, not Clash of uh, Attack on Titans? Oh, bro, no, but I know what you're talking about. All right. I don't watch a lot of anime. My yeah, so does. I don't watch TV to begin with for a reason. Okay. okay. I watched one episode. I fucking watched the whole goddamn season in one night, and I had to work at 6.30 in the morning. Son of a bitch, yeah, dude. I did that. I did oh, that for God. every season. Yes. <laughs> and that's just because I'm... I'm weird like that. You just got a hella addictive personality. When you like something, you're not going to fucking stop until you have to or somebody tells you no or, or you hurt yeah. yourself doing it. Or I die. <laughs> or I get arrested. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so fucked up. You ever been arrested? No, thankfully not. Ah, uh, I was too slick. That's okay. Let's see, there you go. I was. I just put something on my Snapchat story. It's like, uh, nothing's ever illegal until you get caught. Basically, it's the, it's the outlaw mentality. What it, oh, son of a bitch, what was that? Yeah. Alright, we're back. We had to take a pee break. How do you like my five-star bathroom? It's beautiful. It's beautiful, that marble counter. Oh my god, I've never seen a bathroom so nice. I did it myself. Did you really? Yeah. God, you fucking did a terrible job. <laughs> I'll fucking report you to to the contractors association. For real? What's Jesus. that? What's that? We're living in a world of ultra violations. That's yeah. my life. 
Just take a look around you, man. What else can you ask for? <laughs> this is a palace. What can I say? This yeah. is dreamland. We're balling out here. We're balling, dude. My God. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, getting away with shit. Just doing stuff. But, uh, so get back. The how did When did you kind of make the transition into... We know that you you do you find something you like and you just go hard at it. Yeah. There's right. no other way. There's no other way to do it. Yeah. Full so on. when did you really take on fighting? Is it when you came to UNK? Um. Or did you just like getting in fights with motherfuckers from like age seven? Well, I, I've I've been fighting since I was a kid. Like we're from Lexington, so you you kind of know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I moved down here, and when I started working in Baldwin's, I, my supervisor actually used to do MMA, and I always I always thought it was kind of cool, you know. There's nothing wrong. There's there there's something about fighting that just speaks badass, right? Right. Yeah. And at the time, I said, "Why not?" He took me into a practice with him. Got my ass beat and my shoulder dislocated. First <laughs> time I ever fucking did MMA. I didn't know if I wanted to do it. Uh, was that and, because your sparring partner didn't know how to take care of you, or you just went in there full bore and you didn't know how to like? No, no. You know, roll around or? No, it was actually uh, the guy that we were training with. That it wasn't him. He was a fucking douche, and he was been fighting oh. for a, a while. And I, oh. I didn't have any experience besides, you know, just the random fights I would get into. Yeah. Um. Ended up dislocating my shoulder for a couple weeks, and it fucked me up because I didn't do anything about it. Shit. And after that, I just started training consistently at an actual gym. I had my first fight after six months. I won. I uh, still wasn't too crazy about it. It was the second fight where I really dove into the sport because I actually lost. I lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. that bad taste in your mouth. Like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that hates fucking losing, right? Yeah. I'm a sore loser. I'm, I'm humble, but I'm, I don't like losing or yeah. thinking I'm not, you know, one of the better people yeah you don't go into it thinking well if i lose i lose yeah it's like it's it lit a fire on my ass under my ass and after yeah. that i said fuck dude i'm gonna go in hard and i did even though being a full-time you know father and worker i would still yeah. find time to train and still go as hard as i can and having that mentality of yeah i'm not gonna give up or quit or lose and ever since then things have been good you know yeah so how many years have you been Kind of going hard at it. Uh, I'd say total, it'd be I've been doing this for five years. Okay. And now, just now, after that, I'm thinking I'm ready to kind of pursue this more seriously and get paid doing it. You know. Yeah, take it to the next level at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, how many amateur fights have you have you had, uh, or even like smaller tournaments that he's taken you to? And so I've had eight eight fights, and I've won seven of them, I believe. Okay. okay. Yeah, I've only lost once, and I I believe I've had eight. I don't even know, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's a pretty good record, I guess. And yeah, we'll yeah. just go from there. Yeah. I'm doing jujitsu tournaments on the side, or I might get into like some personal training and and doing things like that. But right now, there's nothing really holding me back to pursue the the dream, I guess. Yeah. That's what it is, right? Yeah, definitely. So. Out of the two, out of these two options about I'm about to give you, which one is kind of more prevalent to your ambitions? Do you want to really make you the best that you can, or are you more in uplifting and empowering people around you? Or is it a little bit of both, a lot of both? It kind of sounds like that question, both the questions sound similar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think a better question is, uh, do I want to be the best at what I do or do I want to be the best at who I am? That's a good question. Right? There you go. Yeah. Right? Because there's no there's no sense. I, I hear this story. I, I hear the same shit every time you, you watch any kind of sport or let's we'll, – we'll just pretend we're talking about MMA and they're going to say, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the best. And it's like, no, you're not, man. How many people live in this world? How many yeah. people are going to, to to be brought into this world? You're not yeah. the best. Let's let's lay that down right now. Mm-hmm. But be the best that you can, right? There you go. And my goal in this whole sport, and it's it, it always has been, is just to be able to help those that help me. I don't I don't really care about anything more. Yeah. But just like you bringing me onto this podcast, you know, one day I hope I can give back and be like, hey man, we did it. And it's not I did it, it's we did it. And that's the whole goal. That's how, how life should be. We need to help each other and be like, hey, man, you're my neighbor. I'm going to take care of you when you need it. And you, I hope that you can do the same for me, right? Yeah, definitely. So, that's that's life. Yeah, wherever I go in life, I'm not just going to drop the homies. Mm-hmm. You know, you always, from, what, from my experiences, it's about who you know, not what you know, mm-hmm. and how many people around you actually care about you and you actually genuinely care and have love for them yeah because i've been in a lot of situations where i just i was wrong 100 uh-huh. percent, and i needed people there was no amount of money that was gonna really like change what i did or my mentality when i was doing it it was the people that i was around weren't up uplifting me mm-hmm. once i got that small group of people it's always a small group of people that you can kind of count on but it, Josh, it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Because you're saying that, and I'm thinking about people that had my back uh-huh. and, and supported me 100. percent But it was a double-edged sword uh-huh. because, and I I use this this saying a lot. I, I'm not sure who quoted it, so don't quote me. I'm okay. sorry, but <laughs> it says, "Just because they're good to you doesn't mean they're good for you." Oh, right. Yeah. I've had friends, true. people that 100% supported me, but without them even realizing were holding me back or setting me back for failure, which is something that you need to be able to realize that early early, uh, early on or else it's going to kind of come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I can see that in my life. Right. Now that you say that, I'm like thinking, I'm like, damn, yeah. Even though I kind of, I've gone through these kind of like thoughts before, but just because we're, you know, talking about it, it was like, yeah, dude, I was definitely in a time of my life where, you know, I was doing something and there were people there for me or with me. They were good to me, yeah, but they really weren't good for me. Exactly. And that's not saying they were bad people. That's just the point in my life. Maybe some of them were, but that speaks on who I was too. I wasn't really a good dude you know quote unquote in uh, a certain point of my life yeah it's uh uh what's his name man i can't think right now but the saying is show me your friends and i'll show you your future yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. basically take a look around from a third person's perspective and then you see the crowd that you hang out with and it's like do i want to be this uh so maybe it's good to just be alone find your crowd because if you hang around success, successful people, you're either going to succeed or they're not going to be around you, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they know that shit. Yeah. There's an element of uh, mastering isolation. 
Mm-hmm. It's like a, I don't know where I heard it. It was probably in a podcast or watching some sort of clip or something. But there, some people really can't handle being alone. So if you master mm-hmm. being alone, then you don't need people. You want people. Okay. And there's a huge difference in between that. Because if you need people, um, you know, you get into a situation and then you don't, you as you don't know how to handle it. You need validation and help from other people. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with getting into trouble and then asking for help. Mm-hmm. You should have people in place oh, that help that can help you because everybody needs help. Yeah. And, and what what was that saying that you said? Mastering isolation? Be a master of isolation. I like that. Just for a little bit. There's certain times in your life when you need to just, re, you know, recluse. You mm-hmm. just need to be alone. You need to figure you out. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading Matthew McConaughey's book right now, and uh, he talks about it. When he blew up, he did what was the movie? The one where he goes, uh, "Man, there's something about high school girls." Oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dazed uh, and confused. Yes, that's a great yeah. fucking movie. So he blew up at 23, mm-hmm. fucking famous. Everybody loved him. Motherfuckers are coming up to him, being like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry your dog died." He never met them. You know, people saying, I love you. He said that to, like, four people in his life. Mm-hmm. This is what he said in his book, you know. And he just didn't know who he was, so he had to go away. He he had, like, a dream, and he had to go to the Amazon. He had to go to the South South America. Yeah. He just stayed down there for, like, I think it was, like, 12 days, 13 days, some shit like that. Maybe longer, but uh, he just went down there. He had, like, a ring that his dad gave him. He had... Texas hat, America hat that he loved and he found validation in because he's like, yeah, I'm from Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, good old country boy. And he just like, one night he was just like, fuck this shit, dude. Who the fuck am I? He just gets naked, looks at himself and then passed out because he was like throwing up so sick of himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the next however many days he was there, he was chilling. You know, he put the hat back on but that wasn't who he was. Put the ring back on. His, you know, his family name wasn't who he was he was just him he was totally chilling being him yeah and i think everybody does some sort of form you know some some form of that if you become successful and if you really get to know yourself down to like a real you level yeah, you down know down to earth yeah not just what you want to be but who you really are as a human being yeah yeah, yeah. that's a that's Individual. interesting i need to read that book because you're not the first one that's mentioned it before but going back on your previous statement, I I do believe that we all need to kind of realize who we are, or at least attempt to, which is hard. I mean, I'm I'm in yeah. the process of trying to do that, and it's uh it's a very difficult thing because there's a lot of things that you need to overcome and and realize before you pursue the process. I mean, pursue anything, I guess. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. you gotta get down to the nitty gritty and, and realize, okay, this is who I am but this is who I'm going to strive to be, but you can't forget the past. Yeah, no. <clears throat> yeah. It, that's that's a good point. Being who you are, not who you want to be. There's nothing wrong with having goals and seeing a future you, being like, that's who I want to be. But there's a point that you need to step back and say, well, I'm not that yet, so who am I right now? Yeah. And you have to be you right now. Yeah, which um, is hard to fucking do with. With all this media and shit, you don't know who yeah, the fuck bro. you want to be, right? Yeah, bro. It's like, it's better just to be quiet because it's going to just spark some shit up. Yeah. 
yeah, if you're going into a social media post just with anger or no self-awareness mm-hmm. and somebody latches onto that, you're going to become what they want you to be. You're yep. not going to be really you. Yep, exactly. You're just falling into the crowd. Yeah, man. So, so uh, is the shaved head a statement? Is that is that like kind of just that's that's uh me going bald <laughs> there's no statement buddy it's just fucking raw and real that's who i am <laughs> i just ask because i know sometimes especially fighters they say you know the fight's coming up i'm gonna shave my head yeah and there's some sort of purpose behind it so i didn't know if that was you or no if you're no just, no i, I think just losing the hairline yeah i'm losing the hairline <laughs> fucking everyone in my family's bald and i can see it so i just sucked it uh, up and said you know and I don't, I don't mind it really. At first, I, I was all bummed about it, but now I'm just, I accept it. it it's uh, part of who I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a weird thing. Here's a, here's a weird thing because I was uh, worried about, you know, what women thought about it and whatnot. But then it, you come and think about it, it's not really about the fucking hairline. No. It's about the dicks. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> As long as you're pushing pushing two inches, you're fine. <laughs> you're you're in the green light, baby. <laughs> you got go. that two inch green, so son. Yeah. <laughs> My God. You're pushing P. Yes, sir. <laughs> what do you think about that song? I don't even get it, dude. What's the song? Pushing P. Have you heard it by Gunna? No, I don't think I've heard it. Oh, bro, it's so stupid. Is it bad? Uh, like the song in itself isn't like terrible you know it's got a good beat i mean gonna just came out with the album went number one and then like the big song that's on like tiktok and like everything is pushing p how does it go let me hear it no 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 let me i want to hear you sing it oh dude i don't even know uh one of the one of the lyrics is like bitch ain't a lesbian she said fuck that term pesbian (laughs) oh god That's true art in its, in its truest form. <laughs> oh, it's too funny, dude. Dude, fucking what? today's music is terrible. Dude. I hate to say it because I'm a fucking part of this generation, but goddamn. But it is, though. More, it more is, than though. half the music I listen to nowadays is shit from, like, the past. Yeah. You know, I feel like yeah. everything's just copied from that, and then they just put a beat, and then they put some vulgar shit in there, and next right. thing you know, boom, you got a hitter. Right? As long as you got money, guns, sex, uh, fucking... Two inches. Yeah, two inches in there. You're good. You got a hit, dude. You're you're, you're 100%. You're ready. Yeah. You're a star. Yes, sir. <laughs> so what kind of music do you like to listen to? What are you getting into when, you, when you're about to fuck somebody up? Or even when you're just chilling at the crib? What do you, what do you got? I listen, to, I listen a lot to country music, and I listen a lot to R&B, like slow jams. Uh, hip hop, nothing hard though, just something with a good beat, yeah, so, something with a good message behind it. And yeah. I'll, I'll listen to podcasts sometimes too, yeah. Uh, but other than that, I don't like listening to anything too crazy, like trap music and all that, yeah, that stuff that you can't even like you listen to it and you can't even repeat it because you don't know what the fuck you listen to, yeah. Like right you now, I look been, up the lyric video and be like, oh, that's what he said, yeah. Right now, I've been really big into country music but old r&b old hip-hop you know like what's that one song i was just listening to in the car right before you pulled up it was called twisted you know have you heard it by who 
I don't even it's know. It's R&B? Yeah. A little bit hip-hop? Ooh, you got me twisted on you. Oh, shit, dude. God damn. And he sings? Yes, sir. Fuck. I'm I was in choir. Lie. Oh, you were? Yes, sir. Varsity choir. Oh, that varsity, bro. You wear the Letterman's jacket with that with that <laughs> little music note on it and shit. Pretty much. <laughs> Let me sing you a tune. <laughs> uh, you ever listen to uh, any of that really, like, uh... Like, it's like Bobby Caldwell or, uh, dude, my favorite song for forever. Anytime I go do karaoke anywhere, I just, this one's my number one. It's Careless Whisper by George Michael. Oh, fuck. I listened to that song on on the way to work today. Doug! Full blast, bro. I'm never gonna dance again. Bruh. Oh, it's got fucking banger. Got no rhythm. Oh, yeah. Yes. That motherfucker is so good. Good looking, man. No Dude, homo. yeah. No, Did no, no. Did you see the video on that? He could pull. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fucking, pretty pretty the, sensual, but. Yeah, the jawline on that guy was ridiculous. Dude, wait till my roommate walks in and you're going to be like, shit, dude, Thor. Really? <laughs> Does he yeah. bring a lot of women in here? He could. He could? He really could. He's just chilling. He's respectful. He's pretty self-aware. He knows about himself. Cool. He dated a girl for a long time and then he, uh, it just didn't work out kind of in a bad way. And it wasn't anything he did, but he's just kind of been like chilling, you know. I I tell him, bro, you could murder on Tinder. Okay, these these nineteen year old college girls that are coming into town. Is Tinder still a big thing? Is that still a thing? (laughs) It's still. I have it just because I'm like that, you know. I just like to take girls out. Look at you. Take girls out to coffee and then drop them off at their house. And you ever take them out to dinner, or you just buy them a cheap cup of coffee? Sometimes just coffee. coffee. Oh, you are a <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> well, my thing is, like, I don't want to invite a girl to dinner on the first time. I have, like, a, you know, as a, I got Tinder when I was 19. Yeah. And the first time, I thought I was going to fall in love. You know, you, right. meet the, you meet this girl and. It you happens. Take, yeah, you take her out to dinner or something and you go, you know, you spend, like, 30, 40 bucks between the both of you and then you're like all right so i'll see you uh, like tomorrow right like uh-huh. this is how this goes and then she's like uh that guy's maybe stinky huh? yeah exactly like <laughs> i don't want to talk to this guy look yeah at him. look at his fucking mustache that shit smells worse than fucking sewage bro mm-hmm. but uh and then so now i've kind of like over the years you know taking girls out being a single dude Having relationships here and there, trying to, like, the whole point is trying to, like, get to know know somebody. And Mm -hmm. now I'm just at the point where I'm like, you know, all right, I'm going to take you to coffee. If you don't want to go to coffee, I'm not going to take you to dinner. I'm not going to invite you over to the crib. I mean, you can't expect, they can't expect you to take them out to, like, fine dine restaurant uh, on the first date. That's terrible. Because what's that paving the road for the future? Is that every fucking date? Exactly. You, know, you can't do it every time. You you put that bar too high. Yeah, exactly. Because really, I'm a garbage trash boy with a pile right there that we already <laughs> talked about and a shitty two-bedroom apartment with a broken fucking toilet. Why don't you put <laughs> that shit in the trash? I don't understand. That is, that's pretty much, that's the that's trash can. That's the trash can? can? I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. No, I was, it's, I was it's alarmed. Yeah, like we have a trash can in there and I have one in my room. But then once it kind of like stocks up or we get like, those are mainly just, like, Walmart bags. There's nothing over there that's, like, just random food and, like, shit that stinks. Like, Straight up fucking. It's just, like, wrappers. Toilet paper. <laughs> just, 
Are you gonna invite me to your fucking house with dookie covered toilet paper? <laughs> you sick bastard. Oh god! Oh, this man. is the last ugly Franco podcast until I get a fucking spot. Like fuck. Wait, no, well, just kidding. you were back on that relationship thing. Um, I'm curious, you know, okay. because I'm technically a single man now. I'm, okay. a, I'm, I'm a single man. Uh, it's not really out there, but. I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna go into detail, but yeah, yeah. I'm you don't curious. Have to. You don't have to. I'm curious. Okay. Like, how does that work for a guy that's, I'd say, in his mid twenties? Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like, are, are you just, you're a Tinder guy, or is that, um, is that your, is that kind of what you do? So, there's a couple ways that you can go around it about it that I've figured out here in Carney. Um, one, go to the bar. That but sounds awful. I'm not going to do that. Exactly. It's really, you know, the types of girls that are going to the bar are looking for one-night stands or they're looking for free drinks. Um, if you find the love of your life at the bar, good for you. That doesn't sound like a, the it, place you want to find the love of it, your life. Exactly. Right? It's, and it's really not, you know, the kinds of things that you're doing, you know, getting drunk, wasting your money, having a good time for the night. That's yeah. like the vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, in these small towns you get into, it's just a lot of like you know getting fucked up, uh-huh. you know. And somebody that has goals and tries to stay healthy, it's just not. A You're good not gonna scene. find them there. No, no, no. You're gonna find them somewhere like in a library or so, so some. Kind exactly. Of- Go chill at a coffee shop. If you see a cutie, you make eye contact. You walk over to her table and you ask her about life. You ask her about what she's reading. You just make respectful conversation. Mm. If you can do that sort of thing comfortably, you know, if you're just not that type of guy. Cause I'm just like mad social. Like I'm so fucking. I talk to anybody. Yeah, it's, yeah. You got that good. You you have a good vibe, good aura about yourself. Yeah. Um. You know, you, that's like what I've found, and then there's nothing wrong with like Tinder. Mm-hmm. But it's again, like you know, the types of girls. Sometimes there's you know the types of girls that are on there are girls that are gonna put their best pictures on there, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna try to get validated by the types <clears throat> of guys that match with them Mm -hmm. so then they'll screenshot who they match with if he's cute if they think he's cute they'll send it to their friends and then they'll be like like, i matched with this guy and you could be hitting her up and she's not going to answer she's only looking for uh, the validation from her friend group or like that's the type of guy that she could get when she wants to is that your assumption or is that i mean i talked to girls i talked to girls and that's how it goes wow that's I like, never. that's like a thing not never, every girl I, I didn't i never even would think of doing something like that it's crazy right like i don't match with a, a cute girl and then screenshot it and send a send it to five of my friends like because you're, wow, you're, you're you're a guy it doesn't work that way you can't yeah. you, can, you can't guys be like you, yeah you can't be like oh i might hit this girl up because in reality even if you did it's not like they're gonna get up you know they're not gonna hit you up unless they want to right yeah yeah it works so different for guys because it's you're in this position where you really don't have the the say or the power. Yeah, uh, w- women rule this world. Let's let's put that out there for a second. Hundred percent, right? bro. It's called pussy power. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's fucking. They trash. get to choose what they want to do. You're just kind of like, well, if I get the chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, if you win the lotto. Yeah. Oh my God, that's true. But I have been in, like, a couple relationships since, you know, I've been in Carney, And, you know, it's possible. You just, it's got to be the right time. It's got to be the right girl. 
you know, you got to be the right guy for them. Yeah. And even though they didn't work out for me, it was like it was totally like normal. Um, mm. Like one time I delivered a pizza to somebody and they just thought it was cute. So they it's not like they got a Tinder, but they went on Tinder and were like, you know, is this guy on Tinder? I want to know. Is this fucking Domino's fucking <laughs> creep dude on Tinder? Because I want to like what's, see if we would match. And what's the craziest thing that's happened to you when you've delivered a pizza? Bro, not a lot of crazy things. Sometimes you'll pull up on people and they'll open the door and their friend is doing meth in the background <laughs> and you see the pipe. And oh even though God. I've never done meth or crack or anything like that, like heroin, you know, you know the difference between a bong and a weed pipe yeah. and the, the fucking crack pipe oh and the God. smell and the, the, the characteristics and the vibe. The you know? vibe in the room is very sketch. So they'll open the door because they think it's the plug or the homies or some shit. And then it's you and you're like, oh, shit. And they shut that shit like really quick. And oh then they you just hear rustling for like 10 minutes while you're standing there. Like, okay. That's... Yep. I guess. I mean, it's not like I'd tell anybody, but yeah, clean up. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, sometimes you pull up on old ladies, like parties of old ladies. Really? And they're like, like super forward. You know, really, I've never done anything with anybody on delivery. I'm kind of about the money. You know, I'm not going to waste an hour and a half like fucking some 30 year old girl, you know, like girl or girls like it's a party. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, like during the like the college football season, uh-huh. it would be like a Saturday night and you're delivering and, you know, it's like ladies night in the garage and they're just like drinking beers and kicking back and okay. smoking cigs and they're feeling themselves. And, you know, you pull up. And you're a good-looking dude. You're cute. You're smiling. You got pizza. You know, oh the car's God. bumping in the driveway. You just put off this vibe of like, you know, I'm fucking young. You know, I'm just a dude out here. Christ, I would never think about that, dude. And they are forward. You know, maybe their husbands are just at the bar and they're like, "Man, I haven't had good dick since I got married." I'll fucking tell anybody. I don't give a shit. And they've got like 17 in them, so they don't give a fuck. So they'll just tell you, like, oh, my God, you're the cutest. You're so cute. How much do you make a night? I'll pay you double to stay here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> fuck, the, fuck the fighting. I'm just going to start delivering pizzas. <laughs> you got to try to get out of those situations as best you can without being, like, straight disrespectful. But you get some good tips, though. Yeah. You know? It's dope. You get good tips. It's good money. Yeah, yeah. It's fun stuff. Were you driving a three, uh, Chrysler 300? Yeah, I was driving a Dodge Avenger when I started this Avenger. It's like a little sporty little yeah, yeah. Dodge. It's not the Charger or Challenger, yeah. but it's like the one below that. Mm-hmm. I know what it is. Yeah. It's a good car. It's a good car. I had it for three years, and then uh, I just got the, the Chrysler 300. It's a piece of shit. I, I heard those car. have a lot of electrical problems and shit, or problems. Bro, I don't yeah. know about electrical, but they have problems. Yeah, that yeah. it drives great, but I'm having electrical problems. Oh, yeah, and then it. I looked it up, and I kind of knew because, you know, I did my research before, but I've always wanted a Chrysler 300. Mm-hmm. And something about being young and dumb, I was just like, fuck it, dude. This is a great price. Yeah. It's just the base model. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. You still know? looks good, too. Yeah. The base model. It's a good it's car. It's not the SRT or anything, but it still looks fucking nice. Yeah, it's a good car. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, my trunk won't stay. Cl- it wouldn't stay closed, so I'd I'd fucking like 
it was good for like a month and a half. I got it in October, and it was chilling. Mm-hmm. And then I started going on more deliveries in the cold, mm-hmm. and some sort of like electrical shortage is happening. So I'd turn on my car, and my trunk would pop open. Oh, my God. And then I'd go back and close it, and then I'd drive away, and then it would pop open. That's fucking awful. It was, it's rough. Dude. So I went to Platte Valley and just told them to, like, make the trunk unaccessible. Because I could still get to it through the back seats. I, uh, my car's almost got 300,000 miles on it. Still going hard, bro. Going what hard. year is that, like, Mercury? It's a 2007. Shit, it's a five-speed manual, and I, oh, I can't complain, man. It's never yeah. done me dirty. It's never done, it's never left me anywhere. It's just a good fucking car. Yeah, exactly. But right now, I'm trying to get a fucking Subaru. Oh, those are good cars too. I want to get a WRX. Yeah. Something I could put my car, uh, uh my son's car seat in, but still yeah. be like proud of driving it, right? Right. You know you're I mean? not. You're not the minivan dad yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got something. All wheel drive. If I need to fucking get up and go, I want to yeah. be able to be like. Exactly. Know, it's exactly. Hard, it's it's hard to find good stick shift cars that are like family cars. So. Yeah. That's what you want. You want to stick with the manual. Yeah, I don't know what it what it is about it. It's just something about getting in there and shifting gears that makes it different. Oh yeah, it's a feel for sure. Yeah, for sure. We went and test drove a shit ton of cars a couple months ago. Well, throughout the month, and it's just something about driving an automatic. It's just so boring. It is. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a woman way to drive. It's a it's a it's pretty cool though because you can actually just like hang out. You're just sitting there. You don't have to yeah. really do anything. Yeah, it you is. Be on yeah. your phone and just pretty much drive right i think about that if i drove a manual i couldn't drink my coffee yeah I'd have to, you gotta like you know you gotta have both your hands you're driving <laughs> yep nope yeah that's rough wait babe let me just oh my bad did you get hit in the head okay exactly. don't stop though don't you fucking stop <laughs> i was so close oh <laughs> uh, son of a bitch so how do you feel in the area of self-awareness? I like to talk about that because I think it's, like, really big. Area of self-awareness? All right, you're going to have to hold that because I got to take a piss again. Okay. <laughs> and after this break, we will talk about uh, his two-inch Grinch. Shit. We're back on. Yeah, so self-awareness. I just think it's really interesting because some people have really creative ways of, like, finding out who they want to be and how you, you know, are. Mm-hmm. And going into fighting, you got to be pretty self-aware about how your body moves, how hard you're getting hit, how hard to hit somebody. Yeah. So you got to have, like, physical self-awareness, but I think there's a way deeper level of, like, mental self-awareness. Oh, my God. People don't even know the depths of uh, what goes on behind the scenes, man. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah. It is so fucking. All right. So people don't realize, you know, a lot of us cut. We lose 15 to 20 pounds in, like, three days leading up to the fight oh my like can God. you even imagine like how all right like you sit there and you think like all right i gotta lose 20 pounds and in, in uh three days and the way you're sitting do you think you can do it you know <laughs> if i did that i'd die bro yeah. i'd be straight out of auschwitz looking yeah. ass bro. <laughs> Dude, i can show you fucking pictures you look at it and you're, you're gonna think like how the fuck like why, why do you put yourself through that so and then you have to physically perform the at next that, day yeah at that level yes and so mentally it's just so taxing on your on your body and physically but the amount of stress that you go through like 
when a fight camp starts, you know, you're physically preparing to go into battle. And you go in there, and, and the goal is, you know, you're going to kill. You know, it's either do or die. You're either going to kill or be killed. Mm-hmm. And nobody realizes, okay, you have a normal life that you have to maintain while you're doing all this, say, paying bills or taking care of uh, kids or right, whatever, or right. your spouse. And then you got to go and perform after cutting, you know, 15, 20 pounds, which depletes you of your your, your nutrients and you're just all fucked up, right? You're, yeah, you're in totally. weigh-ins, like, dying. Totally. The next day, you got to go on stage in front of hundreds of people to fucking fight. And you just went through all that. Who knows what drama you're going through through the process, right? Yeah. Which is a fight camp. And then and then the fact that you have to go on stage and you actually have to physically go against somebody to try to beat them. And not and you're not trying to get a ball in a hoop. You're not trying to get a ball in inside a uh, inside a goalie. You're f- right. literally trying to fuck each other up. One like, kill one, each man other. on man. One so of us leaves. Everything, yeah, everything goes Victorious. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so crazy. I, I wish some people could, ex- could experience it before they, try to, before they try to judge or commentate a fight because they, don't, they can't fathom how difficult it is on everything, body, yeah. spirit, and mind. It's, it's so deep, man. And then uh, you, you're learning about the, the person you're fighting, you're, you're doing yeah. your research, you're you're physically getting your physicality up to a uh, fighter level, so you're not just going in there and you're working out here. You're you're training, so you're learning. But then you got to do your own part where you're physically working out to get stronger. And then who knows? You might get injured, right? You you go into a fight injured. I've gone to almost every fight I've gone into. I've been injured in some way, and it's you didn't feel a hundred percent. You never feel a hundred percent. Wow. You you gotta tell that. You gotta do. So during your fight camps or or even more before that, you're always telling yourself, you're always how I do it. I I imagine myself not being a hundred percent because I'm not. So I'll do things in order to make myself just a little mentally tougher, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes I'll barely get any sleep and I gotta go train or I'll train a certain amount of time. And the days I need to take a break, I won't because I tell myself, okay. This is going to help me in the future, and it, it has, man. It's paid dividend in many mm-hmm. aspects of this sport because mm-hmm. a lot of the times, like the day of my last fight, even though I performed pretty decent, mm-hmm. I was all fucked up because of the weight cut. I lost mm-hmm. 15 to 20 pounds in two, three days, and my body, oh my God. the day of the fight, didn't uh, it didn't recover as well as I wanted to. Even though I tried to hydrate and eat, I was, uh, I was fucked up. My legs were fucked up because... They just, I kept slapping my legs. I'm like, fucking wake up. Yeah. I was slapping the right side of my arm because it just, it was weird, man. It was, yeah. You're, and those are the kind of things you got to tell yourself. So when I went up there on the stage, walking up there, I kept telling myself, man, you've been through this. This ain't shit. Uh, you're tougher than this. You're tougher than this guy. And nothing's going to stop you from winning. And that's how I was in there. Yeah. I kept telling myself, you know, I come back to the corner. I was like, you know what? You practice this months in advance, which every time I go into practice, I would just tell myself, okay, you got to prepare for war because that's what it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're there for people's entertainment, but they don't take that into account. They don't realize when they're talking shit like, oh, this guy's not performing that well. Oh, all this. Who knows, man? Maybe your grandpa died a week before. Maybe the weight cut was shit, or maybe right. you got sick. Yeah. You're you know? trying to get diaper money here. Exactly. You know, 
Yeah, for real. So how do you feel in that fasted state? Do you have some sort of mental clarity? Because I always hear, you know, if you're going through some shit, maybe fast for like a week or, you know, three days, go on a liquid diet, eat a lot of fiber, you know, vegetables, fruits. Mm-hmm. What kind of things are you eating while trying to do that? And how do you feel mentally? Is it mainly just exhaustion or do you have some sort of like clarity about oh, this is why I'm doing this though? You, you feel depleted. Yeah, and I can't I can't stress to you how it feels to be fully dehydrated. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched Naked and Afraid or those survival shows, mm-hmm. and they're trying to scrounge for food, but mm-hmm. they have no water. Yeah, um, it's a whole different feeling, bro. Like yeah. when I lead up to these fights, about a week out, I try to cut out almost all the carbs that I can because yeah. I don't want to be bloated and heavy, right? Right. I cut out all the sodium. Uh, I'm, I, I start uh, water loading, so I start just chugging two gallons of water a day. Oh, my God. And then it, so it is two two days of drinking two gallons of water, and then you go to half a gallon, and then you go to a quarter gallon, and then you go to no water at all. And three days before this fight is when I start my weight cut. So my body's already naturally losing weight because I'm not eating carbs and I'm not right. drinking water, and I'm right. tricking myself like, hey, like, you're not going to retain any fucking water, man. Go into a sauna. The first day, I lose almost 10 pounds of, of water weight. How long in the sauna? Two hours. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Two hours with the hot suit. Wow. Yeah. Sweat it up and everything. Mm-hmm. Second day, same thing. Two hours, but less water. Um, And at this point, the sauna is no longer your friend. You're going in there, and I can't explain to you guys how fucking hard it is to try to lose this water weight when you're thirsty as fuck, right? Yeah. I'm in here, and I'm sweating. I'm like, I got to at least lose five pounds today, but you haven't had any water, and you're in here just sweating. You're sweating and sweating. And then me and my training partners, we, we we go and support each other because it's something. it's a very dangerous thing to do. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, mentally very yeah. difficult. So if I go in there, I'm like, I got to do 30 minutes so my sweat is rolling, like my pores are open. Mm-hmm. I cannot get out. You're in there and your heart's just pounding because I don't know what it is, right? You don't have any water, but you start getting desperate. Yeah. I could only imagine like a cornered animal. and it's Or the best way I can describe it is like, like the feeling of waterboarding right where where you're trying to breathe like you're desperate but you're trapped yeah you're in there bro and you're counting every second and you're just trying to sit there and survive and you're sweating and you just can't you you just instantly feel claustrophobic you feel like desperate i can't explain to you it's so fucking terrible (laughs) that sounds rough and the day of the fight all right you might have to cut some more weight. Like this one, I had to drive up to Omaha, but I still had to cut four pounds that morning. At this point, I'm not drinking water. Mm-hmm. I have Not t- even like a little sip just to like get your mouth wet? Yeah, just put it in my mouth and spit it out. Shit. Like I didn't take a shit in three days because I had nothing in me. Yeah, you didn't need to. And I'm in there. I'm like, I have to do four pounds or else I'm going to get penalized or I'm not going to be able to fight. And I'm in there, no water. My my cheeks are my cheeks are sunken in. My yeah, eyes are totally. sunken in. Oh yeah, yeah. And at this point, something else takes over. You're not even thinking anymore. You're just a machine. Yeah. I get done. I made weight. 
I'm trying to walk up these steps out of the, the gym to go upstairs to the car and I can't I don't have the energy my legs are fatigued and cramping it's straight horror bro yeah I wish I can I'm trying to explain to you as best as I can but it's tough and I'll tell you a little story about this weight cut my promoter the managers like hey man your blood works old you got it done in June and it needs to get updated as of July and I was like how can I get my blood work done by the time the fight's like, you need to figure it out or else you're not going to be able to fight. It's like, dude, I've been training for two, three months. It's like, I did all this weight. It's like, get your blood work. All right. I go to first care. I do my blood work. I'm in there and the lady's trying to draw my blood. And she says, she does my vitals and my blood pressure is pretty good. Right. Cause I work out mm-hmm. and I do all this breathing exercise. And she's like, everything looks good, but your heart rate's like at 130 beats oh my god <laughs> i'm like oh i'm there trying to play cool i'm like yeah it's normally at like 60 beats and she's like yeah you're at about 130 and then she she checks everything and she's just like i'm gonna get the doctor in here because uh you're really in bad shape like you're really weak right now wow she, all she can say is like you're really weak and she's like right. yeah i'm cutting weight it's like no like i'm gonna bring him in here because we might have to put an iv in you you're pretty fucked yeah. up man yeah Wow. It's like, well, if you think you can handle doing this, uh, if you're going to get weighed in in the next four hours, okay, but make sure you drink electrolyte right, right after because, like, you're in bad shape. I'm like, all right, yeah. doc, I'm good. It's like, we're going to take your blood work so you can see if you can fight. They take my blood, man, and I'm not going to lie. You know how, have you taken blood samples? And they stick you and the blood just kind of comes out really quick? Yeah. They stick me with the shit and they put the vial in and it's dripping in there. Like drop, drop. It's, it's not barely it's moving. Barely moving. They needed two oh small God. vials. They only got one full vial and the other one was barely half because there was nothing. They're like, dude, you need some water. <laughs> You're in some bad shape, man. Man. I'm like, I'm good. This whole time, what's going through your brain? You're just in that machine mentality? Like, this yep. isn't fucking anything right now. Yep. Fuck the whole time. Say. Exactly. I'm trying to lie to myself. I'm constantly lying to myself. Like, yeah. you're good, man. There's, this is nothing. Yeah. And the whole time, I know I'm in bad shape. Like, I need to go get weighed in, right? I'm, I'm yeah. gagging. I'm, I'm ready to pass out. You know, there's a few times where you start getting really, really lightheaded. Yeah. Ready to black out. And on, on the way to Omaha, to the weigh-ins... I'm laying in this car just fatigued like like I could I could die. I'm I'm thinking like man, I just wish I was fucking dead. Shit. This is no I've never had a feeling this terrible, right? And this is every time you do a weight cut. I'm laying there on my back and there's nothing in my stomach. There's no fluids. So my stomach is just caved in and I can feel my organs touching each other. Like it feels like something's sitting in my stomach and I pull my shirt up. And it's just sunken in, dude. Like, mm. it's something out of a fucking movie. I'm just like, oh, my fucking God. I get on my side, and my lower back is hurting. And I know my lower back's hurting because my kidneys are just, they need they need water. Yeah. And I'm just telling myself, like, please, let's get there. Let's get weighed in. Get weighed in. And it's funny because you do your face-offs and everything, and it's uh, you, like, snap out of it. It's like you're not even... You don't even feel it anymore. You do the fucking first wake. You do the face-offs, and then the first thing you do is you just grab water and you start chugging it. My so you made weight. Now you can kind of. Yeah. Okay. You okay. got 24 hours, basically, right? Oh, okay. Okay. 
me and the guy just start drinking water and electrolytes, pedialytes, or start eating. I was eating jerky and shit to get the sodium to retain yeah. the fluids in yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a fucking deal, man. Dude, I've never heard about anything like that in my life. Bro, I promise you, man, it is something else. That is crazy. So, after you fight, what what's kind of, you know... What, what what's the stuff that you do to get back to health? Do you just get back to normal eating, or are you on oatmeal for a couple days? You know, or you, or do you just go to straight steaks? Uh, like what do you do the day after the fight, preparing for the fight, or are you talking about after the fights? Once the fight's done and you've okay. done what you need to do, win or lose, what are you trying to do to get back to health? Because you can't stay like that for forever. Yeah, so I just pretty much go back to my normal routine mm-hmm. right after that. Like nothing. You definitely feel it in your body. You yeah. don't feel normal for, I'd say about, for me, it's maybe three days where you just feel really fucking shitty. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I weighed in at 155 on that uh, Thursday night. And I'd say by Monday, I was up to 175, 180 pounds almost. Like right now, I, I weighed myself right before I came. I was at 178 pounds. Yeah. So it's, it's nuts. It's insane, bro. It's definitely not My healthy. My God. It's yeah. a, <laughs> not healthy. Yeah, understatement, but pretty much right on. Um, fuck. I'm just trying to think. That's insane. I'm in shock. I'm like, holy shit. That's so much resilience because I know that there's some people, even maybe me, that would get to that doctor's appointment, and if they say, you know, you're unhealthy, boom, I'm broken. Yeah, oh, dude, I'm I'm too sick to fight. Call it off. Yeah, I can't I can't do this. But that's me not having that three whole months of I'm doing this for this. Yeah, the preparation, the mental aspect. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing it for, right? Yeah. So you spend all that time. Are you just gonna puss out, or are you gonna do the fight and puss out mid fight? Can't tell you how many people we've seen or I've seen that have broken mid fight or just right before down. the fight, and they're just like broken it's yeah. like dude you gotta fucking lie to yourself and tell yourself hey i'm good because if you don't you're gonna get your ass kicked or you're gonna get laughed at yeah you don't want to be the guy that pulls out at your fight you know somebody right. somebody didn't show up for my opponent i mean somebody didn't my buddy's opponent didn't show up because he pushed out and what does the promoter think after that you think he's gonna let him fight for him or he's gonna no. let him fight from pro or even if he does Damn. go pro is he gonna pay him good money no Damn. This guy pushed out. Damn. And then on the other side of that, your opponent, now you just wasted an- another guy's whole fucking three months. Yeah. It's fucked up. That's a big deal. You stand in there like, what the fuck am I here for? The fuck am I doing, dude? I, wa- I want a donut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Son of a bitch. You piece of shit. Don't give me a pizza. Oh, man. Pizza sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Mad respect, though. Thanks, man. Mad respect. I don't do anything like that. I eat pizza every day. It sounds so good. I eat gummy worms. I work out, but I do not cut weight. You know, even in high school, looking at those wrestlers, being like, damn, bro, you're already a stick, bro. Yeah. What do you need to cut weight for, bro? And those guys cut weight, like, weekly, I believe. Yeah, they yeah they yeah they don't yeah they have what a match a week maybe two matches a yeah. week or something like that. You it's, gotta stay like that in that depleted form. You see kids in 
class yeah. and you're like, hey, bro, you don't look so good. <laughs> you look too hot. Your face is but white, But then they're, they're, they're beasts in the fucking mats. Yeah, you go you go to a match or you go to the, what's that one? The, not the John Madden, the uh, <laughs> the John Higgins in Lex. Mm. You see these motherfuckers, bro. You're like, damn, bro, that's Jose from math class, dog. He's an animal. Yeah. Then you see him the next day and he's right back to like, man, I don't get this math homework. It's a lifestyle for sure, man. It's That's insane. Uh, it's difficult. It's yeah, crazy. Everything revolves around it. Uh, thankfully for me, this this week I've taken to just kind of, just kind of lay back and and uh, just relax, man. Yeah. <laughs> Eat what I want, drink what I want, but then we're right back on it on uh, Saturday. My fight camp starts and it's the same bullshit right over again. Damn. Which is it's cool, you know, no big deal, but yeah. It takes a lot of discipline because yeah, the life definitely. isn't normal, right? No, yeah. 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 So many people don't even think about, you know, cutting weight. They mm-hmm. they they want to cut weight. They're like, I'm going to buy the South Beach diet. Yeah. And then, you know, all of a sudden they, I don't know what, you can't eat Domino's for like three months or some shit. <sighs> they can just quit whenever they want. Cause yeah. Domino's. It's so bad for you, bro. so fucking good, though. It's so good. It is so good. It's so good. Or Pizza Hut, the fucking uh, stuffed crust. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, dude. Domino's don't have no stuffed crust. Pizza Hut has that. That's something that... Oh, does Domino's have it? Nah. We have, like, stuffed cheesy bread, but there's not a pizza with stuffed crust, which is... It's not the same thing, though. No, it's just not. You hitting up some hoes right now or what? No. <laughs> Just talking to my coach. Who's that, Alex or uh, Richard, or do you have, like, a different coach? No, those are my two main coaches. Yeah. Yeah. And I need to have Richard on. He told me early uh, December. He texted me because I saw him at the uh, at the bank, mm-hmm. and I yelled at him through the window. Hey! Hey, fucking Richard! Hold on your window! <laughs> He's like, hey, what's good? I was like, dude, I need to have you on the podcast. He was like, I bet. No worries. But you should have some of the guys on, though. That's what he said? Yeah. And that's where I, I fucking respect that guy because his first default was, I'm trying to get my guys recognition. Yeah. I'm here for them. But I was like, nah, dude. I know you. I, I want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I want to have the guys on. You know, those are the fighters. Those are the animals. Those are the people that are interesting. But mm-hmm. he's still growing a business and training these world-class fighters. Yeah. So I want to get him on the podcast, of course. Oh, he texted me, yeah, I'll do it a couple days later. And then we couldn't get a day figured out. So I'm like, fuck. Because he's too busy. Mm-hmm. He's such a fucking hustler. Dude, I have so much respect for that, man. It's not even funny. Yeah. And Alex is a gangster too. Yeah, those those guys are just animals. They're just they're animals, and they're just uh, they're just just great people, man. Yeah, they, they have drive and they have ambitions, and they're just just loving group of people that they're just great to know. Yeah, it's good to have them on your side. Is, is what I'm trying to get to. Definitely, because you should be scared of them. Mm. <laughs> but also because they got love, man. They got love, and they got. They just have a lot of knowledge. Knowledge, yeah. knowledge is power. And yeah. The more you know, the better off, better off you are. So yeah. that's why you know we gravitate to our to our coaches. I don't. I I. And not only do I I 
ask for help in the gym and all that i take everything that they take to heart because everything that they give to heart because they're just i have so much respect for them but they just in life in general Mm -hmm. yeah right you guys are like a like a very close community there it's always good vibe when you walk in the room it's not like a ew this place stinks which it probably does but it's good energy you know you're there to learn they're there to help you yeah yeah they help me with a lot of shit that's not even that doesn't even pertain to the gym so yeah on my days that i'm i'm having a hard day they're the ones i turn to they're the ones i'm like hey i'm i'm struggling i need some advice and they're always there that's the shit that that's what we need yeah, that definitely. Yeah. And they get that it's not all about what you're doing in that room. 100%. Dude, it's like we said, you can't be a good fighter. You can't be 100% in the ring if you're not 100% outside of the ring. How much how much time do you spend at the gym? Two, three hours? How much time do you spend outside of the gym? Right? Yeah. So everything has to be working synchronized. Everything has to be in motion. Has to be. Mm-hmm. Has to be. That's where I see where I talked to Richard a little bit about, you know, um, you know, getting a membership. And he was like, hey, man, you know, I love your energy. I think you're a good kid. I would love to have you around here. But I know you do stand up and I know you have this other kind of dream and goal that you're working toward and stuff like that. And in all reality, I want to be an actor someday. So, mm-hmm. you know, podcasting. Cool. I love having conversations. That's never going to stop doing stand up. I don't do it enough. I'm in Kearney, it's rough. Lincoln, Omaha, big cities, that's where more it's at. Just not making it happen for myself. But this is the area of entertainment that I want to, like, kind of pursue. And he was, like, out of respect for you and the guys around and me, if you're not pretty serious about this, I make it this price for a reason. I don't want the guys that are going to come three days a week. Mm. I don't want the guys that are going to drop out after three months. I'm putting my time and effort into you. It's not like I see you as an investment, but I'm going to give you my best. So I want your best. Mm-hmm. So before you sign up, sleep on it. Think about it. And I ended up not getting a membership because of that. Yeah. And I respected it more than I was like, oh, man, I'm not really about it. Yeah. Because you can't be about everything. Exactly. You cannot. You just you can't. can't. There's only so much grab you can out give. for everything that you could yeah, you got, you got to really know who you are, and that's where self awareness comes in. That's mm-hmm. why I like to talk about it. Yeah, like figuring figuring out who you are and what you want to be. It's there's only so much. You only have so much uh, sand in the hourglass, and it's you're gonna yeah. put the time in something that you really enjoy. You don't want to just half-ass everything. I was really bad about that too, where I yeah. I was always trying to be really good at everything, and you just can't. You can't. And, and, and if you are then you can't be the best. You can't be as good as you want to be because all the time that you're spending on doing all these other dumb shit, you can be doing something that you're really good at or that you really enjoy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you're doing your podcast, you're doing your comedy. It makes no sense for you to pick up painting. Right. Right? Unless it makes you happy. And if it makes you happy, then there's two thi- there you run into two problems. Okay, something. If something really makes you happy, then do it for your to be happy right internally fill in that cup but then you also got to think about i need to make money so if you can do both then you're set bro but you can't do that with everything yeah you're really good at painting then do it sell your art or be an instructor or something but you can't be doing that and being a comedian and 
and being an actor and all that right. kind of shit. It's right. impossible. It's just impossible. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a kind of good actor and a kind of good painter. Yeah. And a kind of okay podcast host. Yeah. And you're going to be able to say, yeah, I do all this stuff. But then some real ass motherfucker is going to come up and be like, okay, what are you great at? And yeah. you're going to be like, ah. <laughs> going everywhere. I'm great at being kind of okay yeah. at everything I do. Do what you love and uh, get paid for doing what you love. Right? Yeah. That's the goal, Shit, right? Man. If I could get paid for having conversations with people, bro, that is the dream, right? The dream. Not everybody's, but I mean, and I love working hard. I love sweating in the gym. I love working with my hands. I know how to screen print t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Did that for like a year and a half. So I know how to do that and I want to get into it. But man, if I could get paid for doing this to the point of my bills being paid and me having food. That's like true happiness, bro. Everybody, um, we, we get so lost in this idea of making making it to just have money, it. right? Yeah, you gotta you gotta follow the crowd. You gotta you you fall into that stigma of being the American dream, right? You gotta make enough money so then you can provide and you can do a little bit of this that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. You're really happy when you're doing the shit that's not making you money because the shit that's making you money is not happiness. Yeah. Right? So a lot of people spend all these hours in the office or they do a job or a career that they hate, but then they're happy because they have money, but that money allows them to do the shit like the trips to buy this, to take people out to dinner, do that and this. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's not happiness. How much time do you spend in an office or work in a job that you hate? Mm-hmm. You got to find the shit that you love doing and get paid to do it because then you're not wasting your time. There's only so much sand in that hourglass, bro. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get it twisted. Don't do something that's going to, that's going to take up your life and, all this time is going to be wasted. You got to find the people that you love hanging out with and do the things that you love doing and mm-hmm. spend your time wisely because who knows what happens when you die, right? There's a lot of ideas and we're not going to go into that right now, but yeah, for the time being, you know that you're here, you're present, spend that time wisely. I don't give a fuck. If you get money get, talking to people, think great. Talk to people. If you get money fucking uh, cleaning floors and do it be the best at that and and but be happy doing it but don't do a job or at least don't fucking lie to yourself that's yeah. the worst part right where that's we lie worst. to ourselves it's the worst like oh i got this respectful job that pays this much but in reality in the back of your mind you hate waking up to go to work yeah because it doesn't make you happy no it's you're good at it yeah maybe mm-hmm. and you make good money according to you yeah but you're not happy. No, definitely not. It's not what you're meant to do. No. Somebody asked you, what do you want to do? Oh, I love working at the bank. No. <laughs> what do you want to do? Yes. Well, like I you wanna, wanted I to work at the bank. Yeah, right. You know? Be the fucking best parasailer in the world. <laughs> and you could be dead ass broke with a shitty ass boat and no homies out there, but you're just living the dream, yes. bro. That's happiness. Yeah, man. It's you just know? That, that silver lining of, of making that money and being happy. Yeah. And when you reach that point, then you're unstoppable. Unstoppable, dude. Unstoppable. Even from yourself. You can't stop you. Hmm. So what do you think about being labeled? You As? know? So I'm the type of person that 
you know, if I get good at something and somebody says, hey, man, you know, if I got really good at screen printing, they'd be like, hey, man, you're the screen printer. I'd be like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, that's not my identity. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm not labeled as that. Yeah. So if you blew up and you just really went hard at a fighter, mm-hmm. of course that's your dream. That's yeah. what you really love to do and you're passionate about that. Do you still not want to be labeled as a fighter? You know, do you want to just not be put into a box in any way at all? I get you. Um, and what would that label be if you did want to be labeled? Okay, so my coach, me and my coach actually had a big talk about this once because there was a time where I was actually ashamed to talk about fighting. Mm. I was actually really embarrassed because not only was I afraid that I might not make it, but I was afraid that mm-hmm. people were just going to label me as, hey, that's a fighter. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and that's happening a lot nowadays, especially recently where people are like, oh, man, oh, dude, it's crazy. You fight. Oh, you're a fighter. When's your next fight? Fight, 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 fight. And you're just like, hey, man, I like fishing. <laughs> yeah. I like reading poetry. I like getting coffee in the mornings there on a Sunday go. with my friends. There you go. But we should do that sometime. Yeah, we should. But he did mention um, you have to be proud about what you are or who you are and what you want to be. Yeah. Because if you're not, what's the point of, of doing it? Yeah. And it it kind of it, it hit me right in the right in the heart where I was like, why am I ashamed to say? what i like doing or what i want to be is it because i don't think i can do it and i'm afraid that i'm gonna fail or is it because it's not okay like today nowadays have you ever noticed josh like you get to an age where the dreams are no longer cute right like go into that more so you're in school right and they ask you like what do you want to be when you grow up and you hear that question all the time and you mm-hmm. give them a ludicrous answer like I want to be which is not ludicrous but at the time it seems not impossible but the older you get it sounds more impossible mm-hmm. but they say oh I want to be an astronaut I want to be a rocket scientist I want to be the person that cures a disease that's killing everybody off and it's impossible but I'm going to do that and when you're old it's like not acceptable because they look at you like you're a joke so you refrain from that you you almost hide so you don't want to talk about it because if it doesn't work out then guess who guess who's the clown right yeah so that that makes a lot of people not pursue their dreams or ambitions because they're scared to fail but they're also scared to be that joke but when you get past that then you're unstoppable because it's it's not the it's not the place that you're getting to that's the goal it's not that's not the reward it's the journey it's the stories that you're gonna tell your kids like hey man this is was this is what I was trying to become and maybe I didn't make it but listen to these stories it made me who I am I am a better person because of it I found myself in the fucking process it's not the goal of getting to the end of the destination it's working towards it. You you want to become a podcast dude or an actor or whatever it is, a comedian? Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe you're going to get there, maybe you're not. But the journey of getting there is something that you cannot pay for. You cannot take it. Nobody can take that away from you because when you get to there and they say, oh, so was it worth it? You got to look them in the eyes and you got to tell them, fuck, yeah, it was because look at me now. Exactly. I am not the same guy I was when I first started. 
And I am who I am now because of it, and nobody can take that away. I am Josh White, mm-hmm. and this is who the fuck I am. And boom. boom. Listen to this man. Right? And it's crazy, bro. None of us talk about our dreams. Nobody talks about what we want. Right. It's like shameful. It it's is. Shameful. I get it. It's not cute anymore. It's not. I want it, to be an astronaut. Well, you're no Louis Armstrong. Yeah, you're not. Well, well you're right. I'm oh, fucking, you, you think you're I'm better? Mean, you yeah. think you're, oh, you think you're, you think you're, it's okay that you have dreams? Fuck no, it isn't. Get back on the fucking assembly line, you bitch. Yes. You know? Oh my God, that mentality. It's like, bro. Oh, you're right, man. I'm sorry. I'm just going to I'm just going to be like everybody else. I don't give a fuck if I'm not like anybody else. Yeah. That's the shit you got to say. Right? And some people right. are going to think you're arrogant or cocky or or that you're crazy, but what's the point of being in this world if you're the, like everybody else? Be crazy. Be the motherfucker yes. that wears uh feathers and purple and shit like that. Who gives a fuck, dude? You're only on this earth for 100 years if you're lucky. That's a yeah. good number. Yeah. Enjoy it. Do yeah, what you dude. love. Exactly. Right? Dude, more people need to think like this because I see too many unhappy people. Everywhere. People so at Domino's, unhappy. everywhere I go. How's your day, man? What's cracking? What you up to? Oh, man, I'm tired. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm fucking, I, I owe so much money and I have this terrible job. Why isn't it like, dude, I fucking woke up. I got a job. Yeah. I'm going to get done working. I'm going to go and see my fucking fine-ass lady. Yeah, I'm going to eat some fucking pizza. Everybody's so pessimistic and just negative. Like, let's not be like that. Let's raise each other up, right? Yes. But you, you're a good guy, man. Look at you. Hey. Look at you in your plaid shirt, you silly goose. Ah, I like the squares. (laughs) I like the colors. Hey, man, it's good vibes, dude. Right? I'm digging it. I needed this talk. I needed this talk because this past... After my jiu-jitsu tournament last week, I was starting to kind of come here. Yeah, yeah you're riding that high a little. Yeah, I was riding it, and now I'm coming down, but now I'm coming back up because of this conversation. So thank you. Thank God. I appreciate it. Dude, you. that's what I'm about. And I, we need people like that to bring us up. Dude, it's, it's so important, and I can't even speak on myself. I have too many people in my life, you know, that I value their opinion. And now I found out you're, you're one of them, dude. I'm I'm gonna look up to you no matter what you do. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'm gonna appreciate whatever you accomplish or don't accomplish, mm-hmm. because I understand. You understand. You know, I understand that uh that slow sinking feeling, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a slow sinking feeling. Every day you wake up and you're one day closer to the end, but you're sinking because you're not where you think you need to be. Where you are right now right? is good, but where you're gonna be is better bro so be happy with this a lot of people don't have this right now yeah waking up and having a uh the the opportunity or the opportunity to have a fucking full meal in the morning a lot of people don't have that for real if everybody was just a little more grateful for the little dumb shit that we take for granted the life life would be a lot more beautiful honestly i got water that's free out of my sink motherfuckers gotta walk miles for a bucket for a and then bucket, share that shit share it and it's covered with fucking horse what? shit and who yeah. knows oh god we have it easy in this look you you have light in here you have two Bro. lamps i got two whole lamps right now two on. two god damn that's that's a blessing yes sir think about it different 
Really? Bro, this has been great. Thanks, we've already man. we've already been over the nine thirty, but what time is it? Anyway? It's nine forty one. Yeah, you got us rambling on here. Dude, we're not even rambling. This is I, I ramble a lot with people. This is not rambling. This is just speaking life. That's like what I'm about. You find as you get older, you ever find Vipod, you get older and you kind of start wanting to talk about shit that matters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like every talk with your friends, a, a deep talk. Right. Right. It's you don't, not even you like a, hey, can't. man. Yeah. What would you do yesterday? And it's like, hey, man. So we're still going to build that business? <laughs> there, you, there, you, there you go. I literally, yeah, I can't talk to somebody without being like, hey, man, 10 years from now. 10 years from now. What, what? what what color are we gonna paint our offices? Exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. I you like know? that. I like you can't, that. You can't sit around and talk about the football game that happened last night because that shit doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. matter. It already happened. Nothing wrong with having those talks, but it's nice. But it doesn't get you too much. No, it's it a good. Doesn't. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit, dude. Shit, Josh. My guy. Fucking, good shit here. Yes, sir. Five Pod, thank you so much. Thanks for having for me, giving, man. For giving I me this time. Guys. Fuck the podcast and everything, even though I love you guys. But, like, I enjoy this time. It's one-on-one, dude. We got to play a song out, but I played a song that I know. So you got to give me a song now that you want to hear. Make it something country or something R&B. This is a, the... what you've been banging lately. Oh, fuck, man. Why you got to hit me like this? <laughs> what was I listening to earlier? Oh, uh, put here. This is a song my son's been having me play every fucking day when I pick him up from school. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, <laughs> every day I pick him up from school. It's called a sky full of stars. Okay. By Coldplay. Okay. All right. Hey, there we go. That's the first one that comes up. How sick of you are? How sick of Coco Melon are you? What the fuck, Coco Melon? Oh, you don't have your kid watch Coco Melon? Oh no no I st- I stopped I had him stop watching that shit after a while. Yeah, he's I'll five some kids now. Up, so yeah, yeah, it's, he's, he can't stay a kid for forever. Well, shit, dude. I think that is episode twenty-four of the Ugly Franco Show. I love you all, even though I just said fuck you, but fuck you means I love you. Okay, you know me. All right. Uh, we're gonna have more conversations coming up. More people on the show. You want to be on the show, reach out. Let me know. I don't give a fuck. I like talking to the homies. But uh, just tons of love. iPod, you got anything? Any lasting words for the people? Share the love, man. World's too, world's too fucking hateful. Share the love. Share the love, baby. This is A Sky Full of Stars by Coldplay. Cause you love